listening to The 123 Show with me, Noreen Mir, this Friday afternoon. Let's turn to our first guest and topic of today. In the next 15 minutes or so, we're talking about drama in education. And we'll also be hearing about a virtual radio drama festival called Hear This, organized by Tanya Kempston, a lecturer from the Academic Unit of Teacher Education and Learning Leadership from the Faculty of Education from the University of Hong Kong. And Tanya joins us this afternoon. Welcome to the program. And thank you very much indeed for joining us. Thank you so much. It's just lovely to be here, Noreen. It's so great to see you, Tanya. Uh, we are also on Facebook Live as well, so uh, please feel free to join us there. Noreen Mayer on RTHK Radio 3. Uh, before we hear about this wonderful virtual drama festival, I know you're also very passionate um, in sort of promoting drama in education. So maybe let's talk about why is this particular school subject so important and relevant? Well, Noreen, I think that drama is really flexible as a pedagogy. It can be used in many, many different situations with students who are younger and older. So, of course, it finds a bit of a natural home in the language subjects, doesn't it? But, you know, outside of the language subjects, it can be used as a kind of frame for framing other learning. So, for example, if we were thinking about students um, imagining themselves to be entrepreneurs. Um, they would bring real life knowledge to an imagined situation. And I guess that's what drama gives us the freedom to do. It really allows us to imagine ourselves in many different situations and to use language in interesting and exciting ways, but also to respond differently, to act differently to the way that we usually are in everyday life. So I've um, found it for many years now to be a very useful form of pedagogy. It's one that you can use lots of things, props and costumes, but you don't have to. So it can be um, uh, used for a minute. It can be used for hours. Uh, really, I think it has an awful lot of utility. Yeah, you raised a really interesting point, And it's true. We often group drama with uh, many of the language um, sort of literature um, um, area as well. So maybe let's explore that a little bit. Mm -hmm. I mean, I know that's also an area of your interest about uh, drama being important in language education. So how does drama support uh, literacy? Oh, okay. Well, if we're thinking about um, students becoming literate, then really, um, if the teacher plays a very important part of that, and part of that is learning to read aloud to students and make that a shared experience and have an exciting sort of drama voice where the students are really drawn in so that um, they, I think, start to really feel a lot more excitement and involvement in the whole reading process themselves. So, you know, for little ones, we're not going to ask them to be dramatic and perform right away. They don't, they don't need to do that. But I think the teacher can have a, a certain way of using drama to convey um, messages such as, you know, reading is a very interesting process, that characters have different voices and moods and attitudes. And really, in terms of literacy building, I think that um, drama is one of those um, things that can be used by the teacher in quite a few different ways to start to build students' awareness that um, that it's important to be literate and you can be literate in a number of ways as well. Absolutely. And it makes learning that much more enjoyable. Mm -hmm. And I think and I think we I think sometimes taking our minds back to school days, mm -hmm. there are certain presentations which are just 
presented as it is. But then I mm-hmm. remember the very good ones were ones that were role played when you had <laughs> sort of two or three people sort of saying, oh, so tell me more about this something and then it just makes it more dynamic and and you feel more involved in the presentation yes absolutely absolutely so you know i think role play is something that is uh, very useful it can be quite controlled so we can give students scripts and that's fine we can ask them to write their own we can give them just a loose scenario and ask them to talk more within that scenario and that's absolutely fine as well so yes i think um situations in which you have to create understanding for yourself and really play a part to keep it moving along are just so much more alive and meaningful in ones which you're always being told something. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And it also hones in a, a lot of different um, great skill sets which are transferable to, to later on in life, you know, being creative and, and mm-hmm. working um, in a group, co- mm-hmm. collaborating. Um, let's talk about some of these other soft skills that drama actually promotes that mm-hmm. we actually don't even think about but it does it uh, it does it automatically yes yes well you know um i think that creativity is the really essential 21st century skill and it's something creativity is a bit like a muscle so if you're going to the gym you sort of you know work on your muscles over quite a long period of time you don't build them up over a a session in the gym and creativity is a little bit like that so it's something that it's an everyday muscle you've got to work on it gradually and drama allows that everyday muscle to be built up so you know for example if there was a situation in class where you had a role play and it was maybe semi-controlled and the students had to put in some ideas of their own, then I think they're learning to be creative in small ways, in micro ways. And that's fine as well. You don't have to, you know, to to create the wheel every single time. It doesn't have to be world breaking every single time. So um, I think drama as part of a range of pedagogical strategies allows students to think just a little bit differently differently, a little bit divergently, to bring themselves into whatever it is and to really, you know, explore concepts and ideas. And sometimes the final product might not be exactly what you'd envisage to start off with. And that's okay, because I guess if you're being creative, it's also, in a sense, slightly risk taking, isn't it? Absolutely. And it is, you know, the journey, not the destination, Mm. so to speak. I remember my drama teachers always say, think outside of the box you know don't make it so obvious and, uh-huh, and uh-huh. take the idea and run with it and it's yes. true you, you know you just don't know where um the, the the stimulus and then where it ends up maybe it's completely different to what what was originally absolutely planned, but yes. that's part of the yes. beauty of i really think so and you know i have the great privilege of seeing that every year because i teach on my university's common core curriculum and as part of that students are given in small groups a traditional story so it could be something very very simple a children's tale and they're asked to dramatize it with um well basically the voice the body and they're allowed to use one cloth and that's it and nothing else because this is you know trying to be in line with the UN principles on sustainability in education and they're really forced to think about um, how do we sound how do we move how can we use this piece of cloth um, in lots of different ways to um, make the drama move to a conclusion so I think sometimes drama allows us you know you take away all the kind 
kind of extra things or unnecessary things to get down to what's important as well. Yeah, and I think it's also important to note that for, for some parents listening, if you study drama, you don't necessarily have to end up being being a, uh, an actor or, you know, mm-hmm. or, or, or in, in theatre. You know, many of these skills are indeed uh, transferable. Maybe some of you will end up working in radio, as, as, as I have. Um, <laughs> so with this um, knowledge, can we also hear about uh, your wonderful uh, virtual radio festival, uh, Hear This? I, I know you started this collaboration with a secondary school. T- take us back to the beginning of this idea and what was the process and what was it about? Sure. Well, um, the uh, virtual radio drama festival called Hear This, this um, started to be something that I was thinking about in early March of this year. And, you know, thinking back only a few months ago, um, the situation was just terribly depressing and really hard for all of us. And not just in Hong Kong, but globally, because, you know, COVID-19 really uh, was something that was very, very frightening. We weren't sure how bad it was going to be. And and thankfully, things are stabilising now in Hong Kong. But that wasn't the case back then. So, um I've been using uh, radio drama as something in my Common Core course for a few years and it's always worked really well. And for me, drama is a source of, you know, um, joy as well as something which allows people to explore different stories and ways of expressing them. So I've been using Zoom as a platform in my classes and I thought well you know okay so there are limitations but there are also possibilities with Zoom. So um, we have a good relationship with a wonderful secondary school with HKMA David Lee Kwok Po College in Kowloon and I realised that Zoom allows me to train university students, Hong Kong U students, to create radio drama, but then in turn it would allow them to help to coach and oversee groups of secondary school students to um, to create their own radio dramas. So we've we've done this small scale for the first time, and um, I trained the Hong Kong U students, who are the most wonderful, creative, naturally dramatic group of people with whom I think I've ever worked, and uh, we did all sorts of exercises then through Zoom, and this was only for one hour a day for a week. They worked with some of the secondary four students from our partner school. And then at the end of that week, that Saturday, again on Zoom, we had lovely four-minute radio dramas. And, you know, I have to say, these were fantastic. After so little preparation time, we had zombie apocalypse dramas. We had dramas where, you know, surgeons were operating on patients and pulling out 10-carat diamonds. So, you know, I just think that if given half a chance people can be really creative drama allows that and that these students Hong Kong U students and David Lee Kwok Po College students have something they can look back on and say we did that during the time of COVID-19. So we had hard times, but we also had something creative and fun that we made together. So I guess that's one of the great things about technology 
no platform is perfect, but Zoom does allow us to get together in groups, to meet, to be creative, to be human, to express that side of ourselves that really needs expressing, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And what were some of the feedbacks from the students? Were they quite pleased with, with that um, a chance and, and a bit able to have that outlet, a creative outlet? Yes, yes. Well, I think, uh, you know, the Hong Kong New students were um, surprised, well, to begin with, they had to create their own radio dramas before they started on the coaching process. And I think they were a little bit surprised that, um, you know, you can be so creative in an online medium like that. And again, it's having the opportunity to do these things. So I think once they realised that they could do that, they thought, okay, so um, we can help our students to be creative. So they worked with um, groups of secondary students, about uh, four or five people in a group, and the secondary students were marvellous. Again, I think they were a little bit surprised that um, you could make, create and perform a radio drama within a week. Uh, How many people were in each uh, radio drama? There were four to five people in each radio drama. So really it gives them a good base of characters. Yes, (laughs) yes, it does. It does. Absolutely. Yes. So that worked pretty well. So, you know, once we, we got everybody onto the Zoom call and then opened up the breakout rooms and the secondary students went into the breakout room with their Hong Kong U uh, mentor and I sort of jumped around the breakout rooms to see how things were going and give support and encouragement if it was needed. And then... um, you know, as a kind of strap line for the whole project, we had the show must go online. So that was really, I think, a very important um, factor here that everybody realises that even though we may be physically separated through the tools that we do have, we can still be together, we can make things, we can enjoy ourselves, we can still be human and express ourselves together. I want to sort of talk a little bit about the challenges because sometimes when you talk about drama and and working with teenagers, in in this case, the secondary school students, sometimes students can be a bit shy Mm -hmm. or when you tell them, you know, or when you ask them, you've got to do X, Y and Z, um, maybe they feel a bit reluctant. So what were some of the challenges in having to do this over Zoom where you couldn't even physically be there to... Right. So that that presents in itself a challenge. It certainly does because, you know, you're quite far removed from someone on Zoom. You're not physically there to say, shake them a little bit. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And to say, um, oh, could you try this instead? So um, I think some of the challenges were in terms of, uh, you know, maybe motivating motivating students. And so um, our students were uh, very careful to try and do goal setting every day to say today we need to do A, B and C together. And, um, you know, Zoom is quite handy because it allows you to message um, people who are in a breakout room and to say, you know, this is a great idea. Can you just do a little bit more? So those were some of the challenges. Um, I think things like turn taking uh, were, you know, another very logistical challenge. So, you know, numbering people off and saying, right, you're number one, two, three, four. So speak in this order and let's get the script locked in and let's colour code the script so you know 
who you are and what you're meant to be saying at a particular point. These were all little logistical challenges that came up as we as we went along. But, you know, I really feel that the Hong Kong youth students worked so hard to include everybody, to involve everybody. And, you know, maybe to say to the slightly shyer students, oh, you've got a lovely voice. Come on, I'd love to hear more of this. So give that kind of gentle nudge, which is so important for the teacher to do. So I guess in terms of a teaching and learning experience for the Hong Kong U group, this was pretty good for them as well. Yeah, I can tell you're so passionate <laughs> about this, Tanya, and it is wonderful. And I'm sure that, um, you know, that passion also transfers uh, to your students um, as well. So could this be a sort of an ongoing project, you know, even though hopefully... Um, COVID-19 has sort of uh, more in control in Hong Kong, but this virtual or even this drama mm. uh, festival, a radio drama festival, uh, maybe can continue. Oh, I really hope so, Noreen, because I just think, um, you know, there's no end to human ingenuity and creativity. You just have to give people the chance. So I guess the great thing about this is that, you know, we're not limited to being physically together. So we can be together, but in a virtual space. So uh, I really hope that next year we'll be able to extend the invitation to other schools to take part in this, that we'll be able to train more Hong Kong new students to be mentors so that they have the skills to take this out with them after their degree as well. But absolutely, I think, you know, sometimes we're only as limited by circumstances as we as we want to be if you are absolutely determined to make something or find a solution generally there are ways to do things so it would be just fantastic to be able to um, not just make this bigger but to refine it and to give more students more opportunities absolutely. to engage in this next year fantastic well i wish you the best of luck and i look forward to inviting you back on the program next time maybe to share more updates uh, on this meanwhile thank you so much for your time this afternoon and we were talking to Tanya Kempston, a lecturer from the Academic Unit of Teacher Education and Learning Leadership from the Faculty of Education from the University of Hong Kong. Thank you very much indeed for your time. You're so welcome.